Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith. Today is Veterans Day. This week I've been playing for you an early recording that we had done with Sharam Hadian. You know, the language of Islam, their terms, and defining them, the glossary of terms. And I hope it's a blessing to you. We get a lot of good feedback uh, from these shows when we occasionally play them. This was the first time that Sharam and I address that subject. Today I wanted to do a special program for Veterans Day. Over a hundred years ago now, Armistice Day, the end of World War One, November the 11th, uh, was signed a peace agreement which ended the hostilities of World War One. came to an end. And we've been celebrating this day for over a hundred years and through the time it was changed from Armistice Day in England growing up, we used to call it Poppy Day, uh, wreaths of poppies uh, symbolizing the blood that was shed, the red flower. Wreaths would be laid at monuments across the country and across the world. We remember this day, remember those who have served in the armed forces, in the military, to protect the ones they love, to protect their country and our way of life and it's a time for us to remember them and to be thankful. Now don't get confused as I did Sunday. I was referring to Veterans Day as Memorial Day. Memorial Day is done in May and that's when we we remember those who gave all. They actually died. They they gave it all on the battlefield for us. Uh, but we also want to remember as Veterans Day does those who also risked their life and served. Some were wounded. Many were. And not only did they come back from war, maybe some came back without scars on their bodies, but scars on their heart and on their mind. Many deal with a lot of mental trauma that they experienced while they were there. The Bible says this, John fifteen thirteen: Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And some were able to be preserved. They, they didn't, uh, their life was not called upon, but they were willing. They were prepared. They knew they were entering mortal danger. And they did it out of love for the ones that they cared deeply for. So much that they were willing to die. And oftentimes at these memorials, you'll see this phrase, all gave some, some gave all. The phrase has been widely attributed to an American, a Korean War veteran, a Purple Heart recipient, Howard William Osterkamp from Dent, Ohio. Osterkamp was wounded in the leg by shrapnel while fighting near the boundary between the North Korea and South Korean border there. Upon being injured, Sergeant Osterkamp was taken to Army doctors. His injury was misdiagnosed. Osterkamp was sent back to the front line with a broken leg in two places, and he stayed there for approximately four months, still fighting with that injury. He spent a total of nine months on the front lines, 
near the 38th parallel during the Korean War. And it, he is the one who coined the phrase, all gave some, some gave all, and we remember them this day. I want to talk to you, though, about a problem that has been growing in our country when it comes to our veterans, when it comes to those who serve in our armed forces, who are willing to risk. And now I have some connection with family that are in their armed forces. I have a, a cousin right now who is in the uh, cadet at the Army Academy and a very we're very proud of him and what he's uh, achieving with his life and I've had others who served my dad served in the Navy I was a pastor of a military church in my early early life and and these are incredible people not perfect people but incredible people people who love their country people who love their families people who love the cause of our nation but we're in a time where morale within our military is very, very low. My sister's husband is a army chaplain, active duty. He's overseas right now on a mission. He's serving in a forward area. And I'm here to tell you that the morale within our military is low. The suicide rate is amazing. I can't believe it. When I when I saw these numbers preparing for today, I had to check it out to see if, it, if I'm reading this correctly. Surely I'm not, but it's sadly it's true. Now since 9-11, now we're talking 20 years of history, we've been tracking the suicide rate of not just active duty, but veterans, of those who have said, I can't handle it anymore. We put upon their shoulders a great deal of stress and responsibility and demand much of them but we give them very little support and a little bit of and very little um, help and and uh, and we're seeing this I think in the because of the suicides that are happening now those who have died for our nation for the last 20 years since 9-11 in conflict, we've had 7,057 of our soldiers who were killed in combat over these last 20 years. And we want to say a huge thank you to their families for these men and women who laid down their lives for us so that we can still have our freedom and our way of life. 7,057. That number is too big and in many ways though when we consider those who died in conflict against us their numbers are much greater and I'm thankful that we have a very skilled army and the equipment that we have I'd rather be fighting for America um, than you know anyone else we, you know we we can win and we can save the lives of, or or keep the numbers low still those numbers are high but it could be higher we're thankful for those who did go and that laid down their life. And we're thankful for the others who went and fought and valiantly returned. But get this, the number of suicides, 
30,177. This includes active duty and veterans who served in the military since 9-11 who have said enough's enough. 30,000. I mean, we're talking almost 400% more. Why is it this way? Why is the morale so low? I'm here to tell you the reports that I'm getting is because of some of the decisions of our government, Clinton, the don't ask, don't tell policies there and allowing the effeminate to come into our military has has altered our military dramatically. We're now seeing a change of our soldiers. Our soldiers are not strong like they once were because we're allowing an ideology that is unbiblical and unnatural to come into our military and I'm here to tell you that it is bringing consequences. The Obama era deleted uh, funds for our defense causing the military those who serve to uh, have less proper equipment and less people. They pulled out uh, prematurely out of Iraq and uh, and all that we fought for was lost. We saw it repeated once again by another president of the same ideology, Biden, prematurely pulling out of Afghanistan. Everything we fought for for the last 20 years was lost. And this demoralizes the men who went there and were wounded and were scarred in their heart and in their mind. And we've shown them no respect by doing this. And as a result, it has put enormous amount of trauma on their hearts and many of them are committing suicide. Sexual harassments have grown now since we've put women in combat situations as well. And a number of decisions that we've made in the military over the last 20 years has not strengthened us, it has weakened us. And many of these people who are our heroes are returning back and seen as villains because they fought. Remember the, uh, the ugliness of what was called the Westboro Church uh, going to funerals of those who who protected us and and protesting them in you know at their own funerals it just it's beyond me and we should be ashamed for how we've been treating those who were our heroes and how some would do that let me read a passage of scripture to you and, and let me say this another problem is that because of the national sentiment there we, we, we're building an anti-american sentiment and teaching of our children and these some of these people are coming into our military looking for a job and not looking f- and, and not going there because of the cause and then they hate our country and we may be developing enemies within our own military the Bible says this Proverbs 29 2 when the righteous are in authority the people rejoice but when the wicked beareth rule the people mourn And I think there's a lot of mourning going on in our nation today because we have left righteousness, we've kicked God out, and we treated God as if he's the ugly stepchild and we don't want him around, we don't want to acknowledge him, we don't want to 
You know, it's the elephant in the room we don't want to discuss and we don't want to have God's standard guide us anymore. Every man wants to do that which is right in his own eyes. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 14, there's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is death, is destruction. I'm here to tell you that the decisions we've been making, because we've kicked God out, we are suffering from our foolishness and our country is mourning. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. We need to be thankful for the sacrifice of others. First John 3.16 says, Hereby perceiveth we love of God, the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. You know, when Paul prayed in Romans chapter 9, he says, I wish that I, that I myself were cursed for the, uh, uh, from Christ for my brethren. He said, I'd be willing to die, willing to have my name stricken out of the Lamb's book of life and to spend an eternity in hell that my brethren might be saved. He was willing to... Uh, sacrifices his own eternity for the fact that if God would take that in order for his brethren, his family, his, uh, his, his country to know God, that is the willingness of a true soldier of the cross. So we close with a thanksgiving once again to our veterans. Thank you. And that will be it for today. Join us again at the corner of truth and courage. God bless you.